and I want to welcome you to another episode of the Real Estate Market Minute. My mission is to help you better understand the latest trends in the U.S. real estate market and share with you my analysis and industry expertise. I want to help you gain an advantage and feel confident whenever you are buying and selling real estate. I'm your host, Mark Salib. I'm a passionate real estate professional advisor and investor, and I love what I do. DM me on Instagram at the Salib Group, or you can send me an email, mark at the salibgroup.com. How is this recent run-up in the stock market going to impact the real estate market? Well, you know what? I have talked about this way back when. Um, I'm going to go back to a time when we had just gotten sort of not out of COVID because I think COVID lasted quite a long time. But let's just say we got out of the lockdown period. And when we got out of that lockdown period and it varied from state to state, and, you know, speaking from the perspective of Florida, it probably lasted anywhere for about three to five months. But what happened was you had this sort of effect that happened. Why? Because <clears throat> right after we had this sort of major bull market run in the stock market and real estate was known as the uh, one of those things, almost like um, I forgot what the term was, but it was it was essential. I think they called it an essential part of of what we what we did on a daily basis. No different than having to you know leave leave Costco and Walmart open and stores like that because we needed to get goods from those stores. And real estate was considered essential too. It was one of those things, and so real estate continued to move forward. And as we know, it would eventually lead to a two year uh, boom period uh, in much of the country. Now. How does this relate to the stock market? So it's interesting. I, I have this sort of the same feeling. And I'm going to tell you where I heard it again, first of all. So uh, if you are familiar with CNBC, Jim Cramer, Mad Money, if, you're, if you happen to watch that show or, uh, or just know who that is in general, uh, he's a personality on CNBC, discusses the stock market, discusses various stocks and where he thinks the direction of the market will go. And he flat out said in a, in a recent episode that, you know, as we see this wealth effect in the stock market, including we just had an IPO come out, uh, and and as people get wealthy in that, and we've had a big run here of about ten, anywhere from ten to thirty percent, depending upon which index you look at. Um, you know that creates a wealth effect. That creates a wealth effect when it comes to how much money is in your bank account. And when your bank account grows, what do people tend to do? They tend to purchase other assets with it, right? They like to spread what they own. They like to, you know, not be in one asset class only. And the two biggest are, of course, real estate, the stock market, among others as well. But those are considered two of the bigger ones. And especially real estate really is number one for most people. And so what you do is a lot of the, that wealth effect means what do people do, as he put it, as Jim Cramer put it, you buy single family homes, right? So I think that I saw that wealth effect happen. And I go back to that time period, that post-COVID time period when we had that incredible uh, wealth effect take place from the stock market. And I spoke to many, many clients who had a lot of money on their hands, you know, that they made in the stock market and decided to purchase real estate with some of that money or even all of it, depending upon who you spoke to. And we're starting to see the beginnings of that again and how that might create another boon to the real estate market once again. So if you believe that, if you believe that's possible, what does that tell you about where things can go? Well, quite simply, we're going to see another or further increase in demand. Okay. Now, 
Real estate is a localized thing. Every single area of the country down to states and cities and neighborhoods, as I've always said, are localized. So you cannot take a template like this and just say, all right, this is going to happen everywhere. Okay, because remember that in that two-year boom cycle, rents went up as well. And certain regions were doing different than other regions, right? There was a migration we talk about all the time from, from one state to another. There were states in the Sun Belt that saw a significant rise in demand. Will they still see that rise in demand? I don't think so. I think it's going to slow down. I see it's already slowing down. I think it'll continue. And I think some of the more affordable areas are where you're going to start to see maybe where the next potential move could happen higher. Okay, so you start looking at the places that are attractive, that are still affordable, especially for those who are leaving places that are considered less affordable because that is still happening. All right. And case in point, San Francisco, California, it's a place where you have population declining by 7%. Uh, you have folks moving out. You have retailers closing stores. Uh, you have the, the big Westfield uh, leaving that mall that, you know, you know, where a lot of retailers left. And I think it's one of those things where you know it's happening. You see people leaving a certain place that's still considered unaffordable and too expensive. And the question is, where are they going? Are they going to other parts of the state? It could be. It could be migrating further east. Or they can be going to other more affordable areas. And that's sort of the thing you look at. That's really what happened in, in that recent boom. Still happening, okay? And then where are folks from international places coming into and stuff like that? So that's sort of where you can see it. But but you what you can expect, again, is that that impact to the market where what it will mean is a rise in demand. It will bring buyers back into the market. It will bring investors back into the real estate market. Um, due to that wealth effect. I couldn't agree with it more. It's something I saw happen before. It's something that I think could very potentially happen again. And we will see some of those effects, I think, into the second half of the year. Um, And if you combine that with the expectation that ultimately rates fall further from here, not rise anymore, which is every indication that we have, um, I think it sets up for an interesting market. One in which you know, I, I expect inventory to come up too as rates fall because I think more sellers will be uh, selling their home. And then I think you combine that with the home builders. They're really picking up the, the pace in, in the construction of new homes. I'm starting to see it in areas, even in, the, even in a big city like Miami, uh, Florida, where, you know, there's really limited space to build single family homes. But I am seeing single-family home developments. So they're finding space. They're finding land anywhere they can get it, or they're finding older things that they're knocking down and rezoning for single-family homes. So it's quite impressive to see that in a big city like Miami. So that tells me it's probably happening uh, in most places. All right, that's it for me today. As always, if you have questions or need specific advice about your situation, go ahead and DM me. Instagram at the Salib Group or email mark at thesalibgroup.com. Don't forget to leave a rating for the show. Subscribe, help others find the show, be informed and educated about the real estate market just like you. See you on the next Real Estate Market Minute podcast. 